Okay, so the saying, the the saying that happens to come from the Bible, from Proverbs twenty four, specifically Proverbs twenty four twenty six. The theme of this podcast is an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Y'all, <laughs> that's why you got to read the Bible. The Bible cold. The Bible is so cold. The Bible has so many gems, bro. When I when I read that scripture today, I was like, that's deep. Because you can look at that scripture in many ways. You can look at it in like relationships or like friendships and just everything, right? When you and I, it shows you it shows you the value of an honest answer. But the way that we're gonna apply that today is because today I had an enlightening. And the thing is, or I had an awake awakening. And here's the thing, like I'm going to just start off like just straight up. Let's get to it. This podcast is called The Last Bride Standing. And um, on this podcast, we talking about a lot. We talking about marriage. We talking about success. We talking about all these things like feeling like you're the last one. Feeling like you're the last one for God to bless or you're the last one for God to give this to or whatever. Right. Um, but but talking about all of the things that I've been learning on that process during that process. So yeah, I want a partner. We know this. <laughs> I think I've said that in every podcast on here. Um, I do want to get married. That's that's a big deal for me, and I think that it's a big deal because I grew up in a broken family. I didn't have my parents growing up, and I, my family wasn't like a put together, well put together nuclear family. And so for me, I'm like, yo, I want to experience like a real love loving family. I, don't get it twisted. My family, I love my family. I love my sisters. I love my cousins and my and the people around me and my friends who have who have been like family to me. But I want that daddy, mommy, kids. What you know what I mean? I want that healthy family unit. And if I don't get it, a part of me would feel robbed. And I'm still dealing with that cuz I should not feel robbed if I don't get that. But the thing is is that Today I had such a dope awakening and I wanted to share it with y'all. And it's going to tie back to that that scripture. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Because this, you know, sometimes I get blindsided. I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready right now because I got the desire and I really want to get married. Plus my clock is ticking a little bit. I'm about to be 32 in May. So I got two months before I turn 32 and I'm like, yo. See, because what I'm not trying to do is be 50 trying to start a family. Hey, hey, like, hey, 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 let's 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 not do that. You know, I'm beyond it. I want to at least be able to run with my kids or like, you know, when they go into college, be able to help them move in. I ain't trying to be too old. I got my timeline. I'm like, yo, this is my timeline. If it was up to me, I would have been married a long time ago or at least now. But see, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. You see how God, God gave me an honest answer today. And, um, it was hard, but it was beautiful. So just to give you like some context, right? I grew up being the chubby girl and, um, I went through a lot being that way. 
You know, obviously, when I was younger, I used to get teased and stuff like that for my weight. I was always usually the thickest girl in the class. Not the thickest girl, because it was always some girls bigger than me. But I was, and honestly, when I, you know how when you look back at pictures, you be like, dang, I wouldn't even that big. I wouldn't even that big. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, dang, if I was that size now, I'd be happy. But uh, <laughs> at the time, I was bigger than a lot of people or whatever in my class. And also, I didn't grow up with a father. And so, and I also grew up in foster care. And so, what happened to me was, I always felt like I wasn't enough. I always felt like I wasn't worthy of love. And I always felt like I wouldn't be chosen. And I always felt like I was, I didn't have like, attention or like my family we didn't used to say I love you a lot like when when my parents like that was never said like I love you was just not like we used to cringe when we heard it like don't say that because it just was too emotional for us because we was more hard you know what I'm saying Nigerian parents um, but even like after that, I was in a Nigerian foster home for four years and then you get what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, the culture to, in our culture to not really be expressive with emotions like that. But when I think about like my journey and how much I've done to try to find love and try to fill that void, I would use sex or, you know what I'm saying? Like it used to be a time where I'd be like, Oh, I know, I know if I had sex with him, I could hook him. Because one thing's for show, two things for certain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we had sex, you was going to be quarreling. <laughs> That's one thing. You wasn't going to cut me off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back in the day or whatever. But I'm celibate. Been celibate for seven years or whatever. But what I realized was that my past created a dysmorphic view of who I am. Not just my past, but the weight, how the my size, the all of this created a dysmorphic version of who I was. So when I told you I know who I am, the truth was I know who I am under these circumstances. I know who I am through the lens of a person that did not love themselves. I'll give you an example. I like to be in the background. I don't like to be on camera. I have the shade room. It's a big brand, but you don't see me. And and I don't put myself on the page. And um, you can say, okay, this is a personality trait of who I am. But God puts things into perspective. And God is like, is that you? Is that really who you are? Or is it who you are because you're hiding? Is it who you are because you don't want to be seen? Is it who you are because you're ashamed of your weight? Is it who you are because you are not living in the fullness of your truth, your worth, how I see you, your value? You get what I'm saying? And so today... You know, in all transparency, I was dealing with this dude. He a cool dude or whatever, but he's like polygamous or whatever. And 
you know, I thought I had advanced to a certain point where like certain dudes just can't get in. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've already been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yo, I should have seen this coming, you know, but it was like, we were friends and like, it just developed. And what, what I realized was I need that attention because my therapist broke this down to me, but it's so true. The validation that I get from men now feeds the little girl back then who didn't get attention, who wasn't told she was beautiful, who wasn't told that she was worthy of love. So now I feed that girl inside of me with with these fly-by-night or toxic or um, just unworthy relationships just so I could hear a dude be like, yo, you beautiful. Yo, I love you. You get what I'm saying? And so I couldn't go. <laughs> if you know me, you know I always got a, a dude. Like, it's, I'm always talking to somebody. There's never a period in my life where it's like, yo, you're just single and not entertaining nobody. I'm always entertaining somebody. And I, even though I am bigger, I've never had, I'm beautiful and I've never had an issue getting men. Like, that's never been an issue. It's always a dude that's like, oh, I want to see about Angelica. Always. It's never the right dude, though. It hasn't been, obviously, (laughs) the right dude. And it hasn't been the right attention. And, um, you know, this dude was playing around like he didn't mean to or it wasn't his intent. Well, that's what he says, but you know what it is. But he'd be like, oh, I'm about to break up with my girlfriend. Like, we going to be monogamous, da-da-da-da-da. And I never really saw no truth in that, but I stayed around just to entertain because I wanted that attention. But I say this to say, right, that um, God gave me an honest answer today because he was like, yo, Angelica, you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. And you have adopted all of these characteristics about you. Like one of another characteristic. First of all, I am an introvert. I, I believe I'm an ambivert. I'm an extrovert and an introvert because I like to throw parties. You know what I mean? I do like to be around people. Um, but there's an introverted side to me, right? Um, and I think that my low self-esteem caused me to develop this side of me that's like, Oh, I'm socially awkward. When I go to events, I like stick to myself. I'm a loner. Um, This, this, and that. This, this, and that, right? And I used to be like, oh, that's just me. That's who I am. That's my personality. But then I had to go back and be like, nah, is that your personality? Or have you just had to default to that your whole life? Are you afraid to socialize because you don't really feel confident? Are you afraid to get in a mix with people because you don't know who you are? Because you don't feel worthy? Because you ain't bold enough in your personality and your uniqueness? That you got to wait till you know somebody for real to be yourself? See, <laughs> I still don't know today. It's 1128 p.m. in L.A. I still don't know if that's who I really am. Because 
under different circumstances, if I loved myself, if I felt confident, if I felt like, you know, true confidence and boldness in who I am, would I socialize more? Would I be proud to, you know, introduce myself, talk to people? Would I have to be a loner? And so the thing about wanting, whether it's success or whether it's love or what, whatever it is, the thing about wanting it right now, for me at this point in my life, it will be like signing a contract, a binding contract to a, a version of me that was never meant to be this way in the first place. <laughs> if I were to get married right now, I would be signing a binding contract to someone who is expecting me, but this ain't really me. I have yet to discover who I truly, truly am. And so God was like, yo, this journey for you, you need to get healthy. And it's not even getting healthy because, oh, you know, the world is so superficial. Yes, the world is superficial, but it ain't about that. It's about if you love yourself, are you going to be healthy? (laughs) If you really love yourself, you want yourself to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to abuse yourself with food. You don't want to abuse yourself with a lack of workout. I mean, that's not good for your body. So if you truly love yourself, you're going to have an interest in your health. And God is like, I'm about to take you on a journey for you to get healthy, for you to get your mind right, for you to get your spiritual right. You need to cut off these dudes and you need to stop entertaining these baseless relationships because they only trigger wounds and comfort old the old you. Like I said, I was talking to this dude. I already knew he was my husband, nothing like that. He don't even believe in Jesus. But I was talking to him because I was like, yo, you know, <clears throat> I like the, the attention. I like cuddling. I like, I like the fact that he chasing me. I like, you know what I'm saying? Because it makes that little girl feel validated that never got that validation when she was younger. Now, I'm like, this is some deep stuff. See, the thing is, I don't have an audience on this podcast. This is just something that I do to get my thoughts out. So it's so easy to be so transparent and honest about the truth about myself. With no barriers. This is who I am right now. I'm a person who does not fully love myself. I'm a person who doubts myself, who lacks confidence in certain things. And I've been built that way because of the things that I've experienced in life. And I've been, I've built a persona of who Angelica is. And I don't believe it's based on the truth. I believe it's based on my circumstance. It's based on my experiences, the negative ones. And so I bring it back to that scripture because God is such a good God that like he knows you better than you know yourself and he knows who you're supposed to be. He knows who he called you to be. He knows what's inside of you. Sometimes we don't even see what's inside of us the way he does. That's, 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 that's why a creator is as great as they are. Because a creator will be like, yo, I know what I created you for. It's like if you create a table, you know exactly what you created that table for, but the table don't know until y'all start putting food on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll be like, dang, every time they be putting food on me, every time they putting uh, uh, decor on me, table decor, 
plates and vases. Like, dang, I guess I, I've been meant to be a table. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The creator know what they made that for. So my, my God knows what he made me for. God knows who, what he made you for. And he knows when you ain't living up to that potential. He knows when you are adopting characteristics about yourself that are not true. That are products of rejection and um, pain, trauma, tragedy. He knows. And so some of us are like, dang, well, I want that business right now. But he's probably like, yo, you could get that business. But if I give it to you, you know, you're not going to show up the way you need to because you don't know who you are yet. And sometimes he gives you a relationship before you fully know your full self. Maybe that relationship may help you get get to a place where, you know, sometimes he gives you the business. And I know for a fact, sometimes he gives you the business before you know who you are. Cause I, I started the shade room at 23 years old. I didn't know anything of who I was, not even what I know now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing. And I had to grow with it. So God does what he does. He gives you what you need, but see, sometimes he's, he withholds things. Cause he's like, yo, you wouldn't be able to handle this. While you're your fake version of you. You the fake version of you. (laughs) I need you to develop into who you are. And it's crazy because I'm 32. I'm going to tell you. Well, I'm about to turn 32. I'm I'm going to live in 31 for a little bit. I ain't going to rush time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 31. I'm turning 32 in two months. Okay? But, um, But dang, the 30s is a powerful period, bro. Like, twin, your, your 20s, it's like, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're doing. And so you have this youth, but you don't really know what to do with it. My 20s was an amazing time, though. But, like, you don't know. You don't really know what to do with it. Because you're like, yeah, I'm in my 20s, but, like, I'm trying to discover myself. So, like, the, 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 if you had the wisdom at, that you get in your 30s, if you had that in your 20s, you be unstoppable, but but then again, it's like, yeah, that's what thirties is for. You go, you know, to be unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? That's what thirties is for to be unstoppable. Cause now you got the wisdom, and you still got the youth. So, um, yeah, this podcast ain't gonna be too long, but it's just to show you like God's character. Like, God, yo, I I have to thank you, Lord Jesus. I got to thank you because one thing, one thing's true, two things for certain. Whenever your love is, whenever I put God's love to the test, he always shows and proves himself. And it's very few people on this earth that can do that. God is like, every time you test me, you're going to see I show up. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I look at my past and I'm like, dang, even when I misunderstood him, even when I misunderstood his character, even when I thought that he was isolating me or leaving me out or leaving me behind, I, I always come to this realization at one point or another. And he probably frustrated because he got to keep doing it. But I always come to this realization where I'm like, yo, 
God is so good because God was, God is like, yo, Angelica, I know you think you know yourself and all that. I'm going to let you finish. But like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I know who you're supposed to be. And I know that you've adopted a lot of things about yourself that are not true. You believe a lot of stories about yourself that ain't true, baby. And you believe it because people told you that over and over and over again. You've been told over and over again that you're not enough. You've been told over and over again that you're not beautiful. You've been told over and over again that, you know, you need to be in it. You know, like through situations, it may not even be somebody saying it, but it may be through experiences and situations that you should be in the background. That you're not good enough to to be in the front. That you're not good enough to walk into a room and really assert yourself. And that's embarrassing because this culture and this world, everybody try to act like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm the mess. I'm the mess. You got people like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's it's a trend and it's 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 admired to be like, yo, I'm I'm the greatest. I'm I'm woo woo woo. I'm number one. I'm and I'm a bad chick. Let's be real, because at the end of the day, you know, for many reasons. Even in business, I started a company from scratch and it's number one. I have the number one media company and that's not me saying that. That's facts. That's it's numbers wise. Number one cross platform brand and all of that. You get what I'm saying? But even with all of that, I still lack confidence in myself and I still um, have low self-esteem and I still don't love myself like I should. And so I would look at people around me like, dang, everybody really high up off their own juice. Like everybody really think they popping and they really got all this confidence in all of this. Da, 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 da. And I'd be looking at myself like, yo, you so humble and modest, like like um, like it was a weakness. Because you look at the Kanye who will sit up here and say, I am a God. I'm a genius. I'm the best artist in the world. I'm I I am Andy Warhol. I am Steve Jobs. You know what I'm saying? And you like, dang, I'm not like that. And that I, okay, so I thought the podcast was gonna be cut off like in a couple of seconds, but no, I just came up with a good topic um that's so relevant that needs to be talked about. The problem is, you know, while while I know I need confidence and all that type of stuff, that's that's definitely what God wants for you. A part of me feeling, you know, like I, I need to be in the background or isolated is because a lot of times I don't feel like I fit in to keep it 1,000. I don't feel like I fit in with people because the way... The way that I think, I'm like, yo, even if God said, look, I'm going to give you everything in the world that you ever wanted. I don't think I, I I wouldn't think I was a God. (laughs) I wouldn't think I was the greatest of anything. How could I? Because God can raise up the greatest tomorrow. You may be doing amazing things, but not everybody's going to feel like you're the greatest. 
It's good to be like, I'm great. But see, the greatest implies you're, you're, the, you're, you're better among the rest. That you are the one. That you are the only. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm the greatest. Greatest implies that you're greater than others. And I used to think that, like, humility, I'm like, and, and I still struggle with it. I'm like, God, like, do I need to be like that? Like, do I need to think I'm a God? Do I need to think I'm the greatest? Do I need to think I'm the best to ever do it? And I'm like, you know what? I had a realization. I was like, I don't care if I lose 60 pounds and God makes me a billionaire or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I still... I still would say God is the greatest. That would be my testimony. I would be like, yo, all this happened for me. I am great. I am amazing. I I did do great work, but God is the greatest. I'm not a God. He is God. And that's, that's who I am to the soul, to the gristle. I'm going to always be that way because I believe that through wisdom, that's the best way to be. And it's the truth. For me to get there, God would have to really bless me. Because there's people that work hard all day. Like, people got mad because the other day Kim was in Variety Magazine and she was like, you need to work hard. Women need to work hard. Y'all need to get up and work hard. Now, God will tell you to work hard. He he tells you, like, a little sleep, a little slumber, you know what I mean, will lead to poverty. Like, that's Proverbs. So he he don't like laziness neither. Okay, he one thing he don't like is a lazy person. But but um he gets the glory though. He really gets the glory. Because there are people who work hard harder than Kim Kardashian. They may be cleaning houses. They may be selling fruit on the the sidewalk. They may be crowding outside of Home Depot. Man, <laughs> Home Depot be having the best people, though, if you want somebody to work on your house. And they be real true. I mean, like, you got to vet. But, like, yo, I ain't never had no issue. But them people be out there at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning trying to get work. And anybody that come into Home Depot, they thinking, oh, you must need some something for your house. So they'll come out there. Have you ever done it? Like you, you'll pull your car out and they all come in like, hey, hey, I'm trying to work for you. Quick tip. When they do that, ask the price right then and there. Because if you choose somebody without asking the price, they're going to come tax you when they get to your house. If you, if you living like me. <laughs> So be like, oh, what's your price? Right then and there, set it in stone. But that's besides the point. But um, they work hard. You can't say they don't work hard. They work harder than you. You ain't standing on the side of the corner selling fruit all day in the hot sun. Rain, sleet, or snow. I don't know about snow. But you feel me? You ain't, you ain't cleaning people's houses. You know how people be dirty, though. People really be dirty. Shoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And these people sit there and clean your dirt. Your mess. Yeah, people work hard. It, you know? 
God gives how he gives, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody that's rich was blessed by God. That's that's the facts. Not everybody that you deem the greatest was was put there by God. But what I'm trying to say is if you're trying to live this life with Jesus, if you're trying to live this life with God, and you want your blessings to come from him, well, guess what? That's who gets the glory. You know, today... We were on a call with Devon Franklin, and one thing that he said to that really touched me, I asked him, I said, what do you do when you go through seasons of closed doors, where doors are just slamming in your face? I've been through seasons of closed doors. Y'all don't even understand. Yes, I have a very successful business here, but I've been trying to do production, and I've been if I tell you how many times I've been in and out of a studio for the last eight years and how many doors were slammed in my face in production, y'all would be like, what? That's almost a decade. And um, I asked him, I said, well, have you gone through periods of doors being slammed in your face? And he was like, yeah. He said, but see how I deal with it is I had to think about it. Am I putting my value in that door? Am I saying my my value is validated by doors opening for me. Or am I still the valuable person that I am, even if the door don't open? You get what I'm saying? And like, that's a big deal. Would you still feel validated if you don't have that deal? If you don't have that opportunity? If you don't have that job? If you don't have that wife? If you don't have that husband? If you, if you not, you know, <laughs> you get me? Would you still feel value or would that erode your value over time? And I hope I'm not all over the place, but I, but these are the things that I, that were shown to me today because it's like, there are parts of me that are different. No matter what, I could get all the confidence. I could lose weight. I could turn into this person that God is like, this is who you are. But I know that at the core of me, I'm a person who, um, I just won't be that way. I'm just not that way. I'm not going to walk around when God gets me there and be like, yo, I'm the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all that in a bag of chips and, uh, I, you know, like, I'm a God. I'm a genius. I don't think I'll ever be that type of person. And in this culture, those are the type of people that are praised. Those are the type of people praised in sports and and entertainment and everything. People love a good, a person who's like, yo, this who I am. You know what I mean? Like talk, they talk. Talk, they talk. But see, when I get there, because I know I will, when I get there, and I am there in many ways, like let's be real. I'm very abundant. I'm very successful. Very, you know? And that's why I know this is a core of who I am because I already have a lot. I have have a lot. I have a lot. I'm successful. I I have, I can get anything I want. I can buy mostly anything I want. No problem. And even still, I'm like, yo, but I need Jesus. And I know that my blessings come from him and I know that my strength, my power comes from him. And that's OK. That's not weakness. I'm, I'm relying on the greatest force in the world, in the universe. That's who got my back. So I could I could accomplish anything. You get what I'm saying? 
And it's like, I just don't feel like I fit into this, this, this culture in so many ways because my thinking, I try to, I'm trying to be more like Jesus. Now it's a whole lot about me. I, I, listen, I still struggle with porn. I hit the blunt today. I said, I, I said I was going to stop smoking weed and then hit the blunt today. Cause I was so stressed out and anxious about certain things. And, um, there's a lot about me that is just imperfect, you know? So I'm not saying like, oh, I'm this angel. What I'm trying to say is that my drive for my character, the, 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 the model for my character is Jesus Christ. And if you take Jesus Christ and put him in this culture, he wouldn't be popular neither. He would be different. He'd be stand out. He probably he he wouldn't be a loner because he you know, <laughs> but he would definitely be different. I mean, you plop him in his culture back then. He got crucified, didn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? They crucified him. They put him on a cross and said he got to go. They may not crucify him in this day, but they would cancel him. <laughs> they would either cancel him or he would he would put people off. People were like, I don't know what he on. I don't know what he on. He might even be invited to the to the to the popping parties. I don't know how many followers he would have on Instagram. So when you strive to be a person like him. Naturally, you're going to be different. You're going to you're not going to be what people praise necessarily in culture. You're not going to be this bravado, you know, super prideful, super arrogant person. Because that's not who Jesus was not like that. Now, he knew who he was. He said, I am the son of God. I, I am the son of man. Now what? I'm the Lord. I'm the savior. He knew exactly who he was. So, yes, you need to know who you are. You get what I'm saying? But it's like he he earned his stripes to say he's the greatest. You get what I'm saying? Because he is. <laughs> he is. No doubt about it. He created everything that's on this earth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's get that, let's get that straight. He earned the right to say he's a God. Because he is God. <laughs> that's facts. But you and me? You and me, let me ask you a question. Do you know the day that you're going to die? Do you know what your life is going to look like next year? No, you don't, because none of y'all saw COVID coming in 2020. You don't know. You don't know what's going to pop off next year. That's out of your control. That will affect you and your life. You don't know your future. You can only say and speak goodness into your future. You can have an intuition about it, but you don't know for sure. You don't know for sure. You can say, I want three kids. You don't know if you're going to have three kids. Of course, you can believe and have faith in that, but do you know for sure? (laughs) And if you do know, do you know when? (laughs) You get what I'm saying? You, You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even trying to talk about Kanye at all, but I'm just saying, like, let's say Kanye, he says, he, you know, he going to do this and that. What if tomorrow's your last day? 
And so when I look at the fragility of life and when I look at the fragility of who we are as human beings and the limited knowledge that we have of the future and things like that, I recognize that my that even though I have some of the DNA of my creator, my creator, is, I am not my creator. Because see, there's no, but if you look at the way earth works, there's no creator that creates a creation that has their exact DNA. Think about it. Two parents create a baby. That baby is not them. And if it was them, then we wouldn't be able to solve murder crimes because, <laughs> you know, your DNA is your specific DNA. And that's how they be catching criminals. Now, imagine if your brother's DNA was your DNA, y'all DNA was your parents' DNA. They wouldn't know which one in the family did it. <laughs> They'd be like, it's somebody in the Jackson family. It's, uh, it's somebody in the um, Smith family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'd be like, all y'all got to go go on trial. You know what I mean? No, there's no creator that has the same DNA as his creation. Everything has its own DNA. And God is God. I'm not God, but I have God qualities because I'm made in his image. He's given me the the ability to create. And so like it's been it's been tough being in this industry and having to be deep in this industry where it's like not everybody follows those rules. Not everybody wants to be like Jesus. Not everybody has those principles. People are moving on their own accord. People are moving on ambition and, and hunger and like cutthroatness. And I'm going to be the most controversial figure. And um, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the richest. I'm going to be the... And it's like, at times it just feels so uncertain for me because I'm like, yo, I'm not like that. How am I going to navigate this world? How am I going to navigate this industry? Do I have to be like that? Because I'm not that person. And even when I do find out who I am, I know I'm not going to be that (laughs) because that's not the principle I live by. But anyway... I'm excited this year, and I hope that anybody that does listen to it, I noticed that I got 12 plays on my last podcast. (laughs) I don't know who you guys are or how you stumbled upon it because it's not promoted. I don't promote it. Nobody knows I have it. My my closest friends don't even know I have a podcast. But if you do stumble upon this by some happenstance of God, because it would only be that, This year, I just want us to focus on becoming the greatest version of ourselves so that we really know who we are. And um, don't adopt characteristics that you've built for yourself based off of rejection or lack of acceptance or pain or trauma, tragedy. Don't sit with that and say, that's who I am because that's what I've been through. I'm guarded because of this. I'm bitter because of this. I'm introvert because of this. No, 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 no. Assess and let God work with you to see who you really are. But hold tight to the principles of God, even when you are sheep amongst wolves. Because that's what I am right now. I feel like a sheep amongst wolves. I'm in the entertainment industry, and <laughs> let me tell you, you talk about the wolf pack? You talk about uh, 
Twilight, baby. <laughs> the entertainment industry is Twilight, baby. I forgot their name. Bella, what's the name of them vampires? Because that's what this industry is, bro. <laughs> when you really get into it and you really have something big. Whew, when you have something like the shade room or something big that you built. You are going to go to another level where you're going to be surrounded by Gucci snakes. I call them Gucci snakes because they're not regular snakes. They are expensive, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> crafty snakes, bro. You got to call them Gucci snakes. And I'd be like, dang, I can't move like that. I can't be fake. I can't. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just a lot I can't do. And I'd be like, why would God drop me into this world and then... How am I supposed to maneuver if I'm not playing the same game? If I'm not willing to step on you to get to where I want to go? If I'm not willing to move without hearing from God? If I want God to be involved in things, if I want to be transformed to be more like him, how? I don't have an answer for (laughs) y'all. I don't have the answer for you guys. That's the question I'm asking right now. Hopefully, you know, I'll have it soon. The only thing I know how to do is just continue to live by those principles because wisdom is truth. And so an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. God gave me an honest answer today, as he always does, about, you know, he may not give me the answer when I want it, but when I look back... Or when I take time to process what I've learned in my in these different seasons, I'm realizing in each season I'm gaining something that's so honest that helps me to reflect on myself in ways that I just can't explain. This is the benefit of walking with Jesus. You're not walking a regular life. <laughs> This is a life of constant transformation and constant growth and constant learning and and love, bro. Unconditional love. (sighs) Y'all, I don't even know if this podcast was good. (laughs) Because I feel like I was all over the place. But I guess it doesn't matter, right? (laughs) Um, Peace out, y'all. We already at 42 minutes and stuff you know your girl can't wrap it up sweet and tight (laughs) she can't she can't keep it concise (laughs) it always gotta (laughs) hit the 40 minute mark but hopefully you know i don't know if this is gonna help anyone because no one really knows about it but it's gonna help me (laughs) because you know (sighs) i don't know but all right you are until next time